Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's Books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's Books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Kate, I want to do something a little different at the beginning of this show. Okay. All right, think back to when you were younger. I'm not going to specify how young, but when you were younger. Who was the strangest character you had a crush on in a movie? What do you mean by strange? I mean, like, other people would go, really? That kind of strange. Does it have to be a movie? It does not. Well, I really like, and still like, Moriarty from the TV show Sherlock, just because he's so crazy. He did become a hot priest. He was not a hot priest in that particular show. Uh, no. No. No, but that character is just all sorts of crazy, and I dig it. He, he, boy, he must have nailed that audition, because he's just, He did. He did. He did actually nail that. It makes sense, because nobody brings the crazy like that. He's the best Moriarty I've ever seen. He scared the casting directors with one line, and that's when they <laughs> yeah. hired him. It's the, all he says is, that's what people do. Uh-huh. And instead, he said it like, that's what people do! And he screamed it. <laughs> People, the casting directors weren't expecting it. <laughs> ben Cumberbatch wasn't expecting it. And they, they were like, yeah, okay. He's, he's a very, yep. very effective actor. Why do you yeah. ask? I wanted you to ask me. Oh, uh, who, who? Okay. <laughs> I, here's the thing. Okay. Uh, imagine uh, Star Wars. Who's the one guy you would not want um, to have a crush on? Luke Skywalker. I agree with that, but some do apparently. But no, that's not the, that's not the one. Kylo Ren. Well, not the first Star Wars, not the other stuff. Obi-Wan Kenobi? Keep going. Keep going. You're getting closer. Darth Vader? No! C-3PO, obviously. Golden Butler is my type. <laughs> and on that note, uh, this is Fuse 8 and Kate, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about Golden where, Butlers and where, how they're hot. Where am I? <laughs> What's going on? I'm Betsy, and you are? I don't know anymore. <laughs> sure you do. Give it a shot. I'll go with Kate. Sure, that sounds good. Okay. I will go with that answer. And uh, yes, this is the podcast where we talk about, obviously, where we talk about picture books and whether they're good or not. Oh, right. Great segue. I really thought it it, it flowed in beautifully. Sure. Like butter. Eh. Eh. All right, maybe not like butter. It's been in the freezer for six years. And- I'll take it. <laughs> Still legit. Uh, so for this week, you had requested an Independence Day book. Yeah. Which, uh, I think we missed by a day. If we recorded on our normal day, I would have had it, man. It was in the bag. It was on the way to me. I know it was just a day away, but it's only a day away and that day is not today. So no, I did not get it. Instead, I decided to take a suggestion, uh, that was made by listener and friend of the show, Heather... And do one that is rather famous in that it was number 30 on my top 100 picture book poll uh, the second time. The first time it was number 16 on the poll. So it's it's quite up there in the number. Are you ready for it? Okay. Here we go. Owl Moon by Jane Yolen. Illustrated by... 
John showing her. Showing her. her. Showing her. That's right. It's uh, summer right now, so I figured we'd do the winteriest book uh, we possibly could and feel grateful that we don't live in a climate that has this temperature right now. I mean, which would you prefer, like 115 degrees or minus 30? Your choice. <laughs> oh, see, that's a hard one because 115 can actually kill you, whereas minus 15, I can at least go inside. Uh, I don't know. It's a hard as, call. As long as you have an inside, if you don't, you can still die. That's true. So. You die either way. And on that <laughs> note, read this book. All right. Thank you. While Kate does her read, I'm going to do a little background information on Al Moon. And the fun thing about this book is that both in terms of, well, no, I guess it's just in terms of the art. Just in terms of the art, there is a connection between the author and the illustrator and their grown children who now make children's books today. I will I will endeavor to explain more. So this book is about a father and his daughter as they go out and uh, and look for owls. Spoiler alert. And in it, uh, Jane Yolen, who I should probably mention has made many books. I'll go into how many later. She based it off of her husband, who is the Pa character. That was her husband, David. And he was an avid outdoorsman and bird watcher. And the girl is based on her child, Heidi. That would be Heidi Stemple, who helps Jane make many, 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 many picture books to this day. Heidi, an author in her own right. Now, this is where it gets interesting, right? So the editor on the book was the great and wonderful Patty Lee Gouch. And she says on her website, because she's that cool an editor, she has her own website, she says that Owl Moon by Jane Yolen and John showing her. Ah, I liked Jane Yolen's Owl Moon for its lucidity and sheer beauty of her almost haiku-like words. I first contacted Jan showing her, a young artist whom I had taught in high school years before to illustrate it. Immersed in college studies, he gave the manuscript to his father, renowned illustrator John Schoenher, who fell in love with the story. And she also edited books that we've already done on the show, by the way, uh, like Lon Popo by Ed Young, and So You Want to Be a President, which we haven't done on the show, but it did win a Caldecott for David Small, who, oh, what's, what's this? What? Why, I believe he has a, a book coming out this fall that he's illustrated. Who's writer? Oh, that, that's me! That's right, Long Road to the Circus, which is coming out in October, illustrated by David Small, written by Betsy Bird. Like how I, how I slipped that one in there. But the point is that the illustrator of this uh, has managed in some ways to tie both Heidi Stemple, daughter of Jane Yolen, and his own son, Jan Schoenher, who most recently did the art for The Book of Boy by Catherine Gilbert Murdoch, which won itself a Newbery honor. You see, it's all connected. And we're back. Hello. Hello. Are you freezing cold? No. Are you dying of frostbite? No. Are you at least a little chilly? A little bit? Yeah, because your air conditioning is up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that would do it. So, yeah, I read a book. Hey, what's that book called? It's called Owl Moon. You had to glance at the cover. Because <laughs> it's didn't not me- even trust yourself. It's not even memorable. Like who- The title? Yeah. Owl Moon? Yeah. And she did another book relatively recently, which I think was called something like 
a kite for the moon and it was sitting there near El Moon on the shelf and it, and it was also blue on the spine. So I was like going for it. I was like, it's got the word moon. And I was like, no, I have to move over. It's, I mean, why? That's, I don't really like the title, but whatever. So, okay. <laughs> okay. Right, checking the new box there. Very well. So it's a late winter night mm. and it says that the uh moon was so bright the sky seemed to shine okay the sun the moon was so bright the sky turned white <laughs> that is a very it's day for night you know like when you're watching those old movies and they do like the day for night yeah i really it's wish thing. the illustrator had attempted to make it look like <laughs> night even a little bit i get in the winter time that it can look lighter because of the light reflecting if off there's of those... clouds and you know how it's like pink when you live in the city like you get that weird like pink sky at night which i've never seen in a picture book by the way hint hint illustrators hint hint maybe if you don't have the city lights it looks white i don't know I don't know. I don't know. It I, live looks near, like, I live near Chicago. I looks, haven't seen the natural sky in years. It so. looks like it's 9 a.m. right now. It does so. look like it's 9 a.m. It looks like, hope you don't get a moon burn. <laughs> so they are walking towards the woods, and there's a train going off in the distance, and bar- dogs are barking at the train, and eventually all the, no- the noises fade away. It says it was as quiet as a dream. Now I was wondering, are your dreams quiet? Do you have sound in your dreams? I do, I do totally have sound in my dreams. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would call them noisy, but yeah, I got sound in my dreams. I've, I've heard, I've had music sometimes. I've never heard Weird little qu- snatches of tunes. But quiet as a dream? That Well, maybe like a very quiet dream. Have you ever had a quiet dream? Sure, probably. I just don't remember them because they're boring. <laughs> and why would I remember a boring dream? I don't know. I just thought that was a weird <laughs> metaphor yeah simile i have no idea what that is i don't know thing so they're walking english into, major they're walking into the woods and uh and she's you know i don't know i'm gonna say like eight or nine yeah sure and she is trying to catch up with her dad who is just walking without saying a word into the woods yeah <laughs> that's not creepy at all no <laughs> just taking his child I, I don't know of any children's book where a parent takes a child into the woods and then something bad happens so uh, in the middle of the night it's little gretel. oh i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> and uh she apparently this little girl has been waiting a long long time to go into the woods at night with her dad <laughs> uh, you get to stay up late with your dad all by yourself i can understand this well, they get to some point at the edge of the woods, and he makes this noise, the sound of a great horned owl. Okay. I had to look up. What is the sound? Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's not, it's not me. It's not me. I'm, not, I'm just excited. Are you going to do the sound of a great horned owl right for now for us on, on through the microphone? No. You're breaking my heart here, Kate. I can't do it right. It's like... Ooh, I can't do it. <laughs> Come on! We were so close. We were like, right there. Ooh, 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 ooh. It's like that. But oh, that's cool. But the beginning, it's like really fast. It's like, ooh, but like 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 that. No. no, that's more like a morning dove. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, we're really sick. It's just the show where we make weird, <laughs> weird noises. Weird apparently. owl noises. <laughs> the blank. The show. Yeah. And so right. So that's what he tried to do. And then Did nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Okay, well, so he's on our par. He's on our <laughs> level when it comes to owl noises. The what's, owls are like, what the heck was that? What's weird, though, is that, like, you can see her eyes as he's, like, trying to make noise, but you can't see his eyes, 
which just makes it super it's creepy. so bright from the moon it just washes out his whole face right it looks like he doesn't have eyes so i wondered like that this, would be a very cool twist is it the part where he turns around and he has owl eyes that for- dream would not be silent <laughs> i can tell you that oh yeah owl it, eyes would be even creepier right, right. i don't know around. what's creepier no eyes or owl eyes I don't know. If but. you know the answer, dear listener, <laughs> email us at fusekdate at gmail.com. It's just weird though that she has eyes and he doesn't. I'm... Maybe it's like a Coraline situation and he just has buttons. I don't know. But buttons it's interesting. I You could make a game out of how many animals do you see that aren't an owl. Oh, that's cool. Because I saw a fox a second ago. I saw a fox. Here there's a raccoon. Very nice. Later on you see a deer. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That's cool. That's a fun game you can do. Yeah. Spot the animal. Forest animals. Yes. So they keep going through the woods and all the while she's like kind of narrating to the audience, but like in her head because she's not allowed to talk. Um, It's weird though, because she says like, you have to, when you go owling, you have to be quiet. You have to make your own heat. You have to be brave. There's like too many rules. I like though, I like this picture because she's doing that thing that little kids have to do because they're sinking too far into the snow where you've got to like lift your knee basically up to your waist just to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, as a familiar, I don't do it anymore as much. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I remember when I was a kid, and that was literally the only way you could travel. Yeah. Through I, snow. I just don't like how there's all these rules to go owling. Well, like, I assume they, they're there for a reason. Uh, owls? How many owls have you seen? When? Today? Yeah, outside, outside. In your life. I don't know. See? Because you weren't following the rules, Kate. If you were following <laughs> the rules, you'd be fine. What? Owls everywhere. Uh, just sure, be, yeah. You'd just be, like, beating them off. <laughs> So they get further and further into the woods. It's getting darker because there's like bigger trees. And uh, and then they come to this opening where the snow is whiter than milk in a cereal bowl. Well, that's not hard because mar- milk in a cereal bowl is going to have like yeah. the, the crumbs and it's going to change. Well, it just sort of, even if it's Cheerios, it gets kind of a weird. Exactly. Like look to it. Yeah. Anyway, so he does, the father does the noise again. And then he actually gets a callback from an owl. <laughs> is the callback you up? <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, new number who dis. Who dis, <laughs> So he, they turned around, and he looks like Robert Redford at this point. He does. He, like, turns around, and then they see this giant owl, like, flying through the sky, heading towards them, and then that's when he's like, oh, no. <laughs> I made a grave mistake. <laughs> I'm going to give up my child as food <laughs> and like run away. Like the window can take her away. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. The uh, the owl lands on a tree branch. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and at which that point, would be cool. like the father Henry. like lifts up a flashlight while holding his daughter back, which is weird because like don't run to the owl. Well, the owl's like ten feet up in the air, kid. And I guess he's afraid of scaring off the owl. Like if she'll like. Look at the owl and then just be like, <laughs> just waving her arms and running towards it. <laughs> like it a hugger. I don't know. He, The owl lands on the branch, right. flashlight on the owl, and then you go, whoa. That is a cool. Is the whole the, book. Oh, the man. The whole book is for this shot. It's a beautiful illustration. It is the whole reason for the book, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. That is a gorgeous shot of a very detailed, very, very realistic, realistic yeah. owl. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is my kind of art. 
I had, you know what? I believe the person who suggested this book said as such. Well, there you go. There you go. So then the owl's staring at the father. The father's staring back. Nothing happens. I was like, you are not who I thought you were. And the owl flies away looking super pissed. <laughs> well, to be fair, owls always look like they're super pissed. The, they have a permanently pissed expression on their The face. owl is looking like, you called, I came, I waited for you to say something, <laughs> you didn't say anything, so now I'm leaving. See what ya. a waste of my time. <laughs> That's that's the caption I would put on this owl. Yes, that is that is the what a waste of my time picture. Yep. Yes, I would agree. So the owl flies away. Dad's like, all right, time to go home. And then they go home. The end. Yeah, that's the long <laughs> short of it. Yep. They don't they don't they don't shoot the owl and eat it for their supper. That would be a twist as well. Like uh, here's this beautiful owl. <laughs> Bang! I want, no, I, oh! wanted, I wanted the owl to owl eat the girl. Soup for everyone. <laughs> owl soup would be a good title there's, too. There's no no death in this book. Yeah. Also, who eats owls? Like it's weird. They're really big birds, but yet we don't try to eat them. You, go ahead, Betsy. Go on. Go on. Try and get one. Go um, on. I dare you. I don't know. Go try and get an owl. I don't really want an owl. Go on, go get one. I, I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. All I'm right. gonna keep with my owl-free diet. I'm just saying, someone out there has eaten an owl, and I would, if any of you have eaten an owl and would like to tell me how it is, I assume they're gamey, because you know, know they're 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 predators, they're raptors. Raptors are gamey. We sure. That. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I did a little bit of research here, and I was able to find. This book mentioned in uh, Cullinan and Golda's Literature and the Child, 5th edition. There you go. In a section called Contemporary Realistic Fiction, of course. And they were talking about the pictures. And they say uh, the pictures correspond to what the text is saying, which I'm like, well, yes. But they also transcend it. His use of light and white space is extraordinary, making the dark spruce woods and winter nights seem lit from within. Uh, very, it looks like it's nine o'clock in the it morning. It looks like it's nine in the morning. Yeah, yep. that, that, is, that is another way of looking at it. In most of the pictures, the father and child are small, insignificant intruders in the forest of towering trees and pristine snow. Now, Jane Yolen, as I may have mentioned earlier, she's written one or two books. Uh, would you like to play Guess How Many Books Jane Yolen Has Written? Okay. Go ahead. Pick a number. Eight. More. 28. Keep going. 58. Not even close. Keep going. <laughs> 1,008. Oh, went too far. But uh, you're not that far. It was 400 at least at wow. this point. 400, not just children's books. She's written for adults and teens and all that sort of stuff. And, of course, these days, her daughter, Heidi, helps her with them as well. Heidi, who is the child in the book? Oh. Because that's her daughter. Which is pretty cool. If you go, by the way, to Jane Yolen's website, you can see the actual models for the illustrations of the book. Apparently these owls were, were models that he used uh, in order to get that fantastic shot. Um, she also says in the title, quote, Though I envisioned the book in the little woods near our house, Schoenher used his own farm in New Jersey as the setting. Uh, so it's a New Jersey book. New Jersey. Okay. They had a very New Jersey kind of feel to it. Uh, That's why the owl looked pissed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to get on the turnpike here. Reading's time. So illustrations, beautiful. Uh, it's a super simple story. Uh, probably uh, an easy read aloud to kids, I'm mm -hmm, guessing. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Is it something I'll remember? Eh, probably not. But it's a nice father-daughter story, so I give it a six. Oh. Yeah, I um I think 
in this particular case, the, the thing I just read about how you have those like night trees with the white snow. And I, I remember being a kid being out at night with the street lamps hitting the snow. And then you've got like that. Well, in that case, it's like the black sky, not the white sky. But, you know, you got the black sky above and then you got the light on the snow. It really kind of evokes that it's evocative is the book. And that's that's part of the reason I like it so much. Um, and it's that one shot, man. It's that one shot of that one owl. It's just, it makes the whole thing worth it. Um, so I'm, I'm a little higher than you. I'm a 6.5. All right. It's a classic. It's a classic. Woo! Letters time. Ooh. Angry, angry, angry letters what? time. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, um, okay, to call this a letter is a little bit of a stretch. This was a... Um, this was a message on one of our episodes that I discovered on SoundCloud, where we, we post this podcast. And uh, it was by a D.V. Nobles. And D.V. Nobles is very angry at us. For what? Well, for uh, racism. What? Well, we, we, we saw it, and he don't agree with it. It's the Seven Chinese Brothers. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay, so... He's very angry with us because we said it was racist. So his first sentence is, your attempt to plaster racism to this book is so flawed, I don't even know where to begin. Okay. I don't even know where to begin with you thinking it's not racist. (laughs) Oh, no, no. He's got all sorts of answers for that. Okay. Uh, Perhaps most important, the story is based on an actual Chinese folktale where the 10 brothers look exactly alike. This is how the story works. They have to look alike. The brothers look alike. Not all Chinese people. Why are you reading racism into something that isn't there? No mention of the fact that they're yellow. In the beginning of the podcast, you rant, we rant, about how could there possibly be five brothers that look the same? That is a, that is a stretch, that is stretch for you. But you glaze over the existence of the iron neck, etc. Context, anyone? If the book is being racist, why do all the other Chinese people illustrated look very different? I, I do not recall the Chinese people in the book looking all that different. I believe they were all also yellow, too. This is not a white person spreading a racist view. This is a white person retelling <laughs> a Chinese folktale and actually bringing Chinese culture to the U.S. Oh, boy. I, okay, okay. Interestingly enough, this is one of those adorable books that I remember from my very early childhood. Oh, I, I, yeah. And the so-called, quote-unquote, violence never hurt me at all. Honey... I have to agree or disagree with that last statement, particularly, uh, because clearly he has learned very little. But the, this is what it comes down to. When you do people's favorite books from when they were kids, they're not going to want to see problems with the books. They're not going to want to see how there are lines for the eyes or the skin is yellow or there is a cultural context in this country that all Asian people look alike and that maybe a book that has people who are supposed to look alike who are from China. Also, I don't I don't remember the origins. There are some origins of the story that are based on a folktale. It's not like the book credits what folktale he got it from or where the source is. So, yeah, but you know, it's always good to have a corrective in the letter section. So, thanks white man. Thank you white man. We're just going to assume it. It could it's DV Nobles. This could be a lady. Oh, thanks, white lady. It could be a Or Karen. man. Could be Karen Nobles. We don't even know. <laughs> Grown-up things we like. Uh, well, after that, geez oh, Louise. Sorry, yeah. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to the Olympics coming up Ooh. in a few weeks. You're not going. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I like, you know, watching other people, you know, do amazing things. Of course, Simone Biles is going to do great in gymnastics like she always does. And same with Megan uh, Rapinoe for soccer. You know, she's the one that usually has, like, purple hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, Went yeah. to the White House. Purple hair, yes. Yeah. So, but other things that to watch out for this year is that skateboarding is going to be making its debut Ooh. in the Olympics, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And one woman that you need to keep your eye out for is Shikari Richardson in women's track and field. She. Oh, I think I've seen her. You've probably seen the video of her. She's she, like... She, her Flo hair Joe times two yeah she has this she has like orange hair because she wanted to represent like fire yeah she she wins in her uh race in order to go to the olympics and then she immediately runs into the stands to hug her grandmother because her mother had just passed away oh god right right and she's also gay mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you don't see a lot in women's track and field okay or in the olympics really to yeah. be honest there's not a lot of gay representation so more power to her i hope that she wins everything uh (laughs) all the things all the things all the things for her yeah i'm looking forward to the olympics because i just want to distract myself from the world and when when are the olympics i literally don't know uh end of july okay so very soon yep like i had this brief moment of like i should do an olympic Book. There's no Olympic picture book. What am I even talking about? No such thing. No really? such. Not a, not a fiction one anyway that I can think of. Not even written by an Olympian. Oh God, you wouldn't want to do one. Yes, there's a Christy Yamaguchi picture book, but oh. you don't you don't want to you don't want to do that. Oh, okay. You don't want to do that. Okay. It has like a kitty. That oh, skates, I like kitties. Skates. Anyway, uh, well, now that you've you've done a nice inspirational uh, thing, I'm going to do a depressing thing. Um, <laughs> so I love the podcast Sawbones, a uh, misguided uh, tour of, of medical history done by a married couple. Uh, it's in the Maximum Fun Network. It's it's Justin McElroy and his wife, Sydney McElroy. Sydney McElroy is, in fact, a doctor. Justin McElroy is, uh, well, they had a whole debate over the fact that he doesn't like to say uh, as his profession podcaster so he puts entertainer and she's like i also introduce you as entertainer when people ask what my husband does though she points out because she's a doctor how other doctors ask her is is your husband also a doctor Mm. like that is always how they ask it so her usually they go through ridiculous things in history that humans have done or are doing right now that is medically just a lot of gwyneth paltrow's goop shows up on the show. I'll just say that. She's got some woo ideas. Um, but most recently she did burnout, particularly burnout as it affects doctors, physicians, hospital workers, like right now. Cause it was affecting them during COVID and now COVID's kind of alleviating itself. But now is when they're really, you know, suffering. And it she got real. Like it's usually kind of a goofball podcast, but she got real real with what she's going through in her life, the choices she's had to make. It was really good. It was very personal. Um, If you've never listened to Sawbones, don't know if this would be the first one I would recommend you listen to. You'd probably want to do something a little lighter than that. But it is, if you want to learn about the problems with the medical establishment in the 21st century, that is the episode I recommend you listen to. Okay. Yay! Burnout! (laughs) Hooray. Well, what book can we do to piss off more listeners? <laughs> oh, yeah. Whew, that's a good question. I feel like we've done all the 
biggies to a certain extent. There must be a couple I haven't thought of. Um, I don't know. I was going to do, you see, the 4th of July one was going to be like a good multicultural, like, like book. Um, but now I'm going to have to save it for next year. So, I don't know. But if you listeners have any ideas of other picture books we should do, you can always email us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. Yep. Yay. And until you guys do, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our hootie, that's an Owl House reference, is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.